Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. The day is winding to a close, for me anyway. I don't know where you are and what coast you live in, but if you're new, welcome. My name is Leister. I'm your host today. But for me, the day is winding to a close. I'm about 6 o'clock p.m., and I dialed in to check the numbers because I knew I needed to chat with you guys. I don't have a personal update other than the DMV is incompetent, but you already knew that. I have plates, that's fine, but I'm waiting for freaking titles. And apparently I was lied to about state mail forwarding. That's a separate issue, which means it was a waste of time. Regardless, let's just talk crypto because it is. So I was looking at the numbers and I saw something I didn't expect. I think I know why, and I'll theorize, and it's only a theory. I noticed Ethereum on the month chart. I always zoom out to the month chart. Like I said, if you're new, that's my go-to is the month chart, not the day chart, not the hour chart. Those are lying. They mislead you. There's not enough volume to take place in a short span to trust it. The month chart to me gives me the best sense of direction. On my last episode, I said that everything was more green than red, but it looked like we were trending downward. Well, and today I looked at the graph month chart and there's starting to be more red than green which seems to correlate that what I said was the truth. And okay, I don't know exactly why, but I can theorize. We appear to be, according to some other voices, in what's referred to as, quote, meme coin season. This idea that garbage coins are the go-to all of a sudden and millions and millions of dollars are flowing into crap. That's, that's what I believe is playing a part. Now, what's strange, though, is when you buy into these garbage tokens, that are on the Ethereum chain paired to the Ethereum for liquidity. We would expect that there would be a run-up on Ethereum, and instead I'm seeing the opposite direction. And I don't know what that means. I'm assuming, and it's only an assumption, that it has to do with the number or the level, rather, of sell-off for people taking off profits and when things capitulate. I'm assuming that. I just, I didn't expect it for Ethereum at all. Bitcoin didn't shock me. Bitcoin is hovering still around the 29,000 mark-ish. But... Ethereum did surprise me. I thought Ethereum would go higher than what it is. So I don't know what that means or portends, P-O-R-T-E-N-D-S for the future. 
I can't say for sure. All I can tell you is that it is true. It is indeed true that people are buying into garbage, but our market cap overall in crypto is down. I think there may be a couple of things at play. Again, these are all theories. So don't hold me to anything. They're all theories. I think number one, it while it is I verifiably true that meme coins seem to get the vast majority of the money flowing into them, the reason is why. And if I look at some of the meme coins, of course, Pepe is the most notable. If I look at some of the meme coins, I can easily see pump and dump. I can easily see that what its growth is telling me is that it's not sustainable. It's not going to hold, and it's pump and dump. The reason I'm so dang confident about it is because of its supply. It has a significantly large supply. I look at the long term then for Pepe, and it looks just like shibs long term. And it has, I believe, half the supply of SHIB. So if we accept that it's half the supply of SHIB, which is what it looks like, that means it can't go too much higher than SHIB for the same reason. SHIB has an issue going up because of its supply. That's the, what holds it back. Now, most, it looks like all, if not most, but all, what I see, of the supply of Pepe is in circulation. To me, that means it can't go too much higher. And I ran the numbers that seem to correlate. So... When we run into that situation, it means that at some point, people are going to get tired of it. So then what happened? We saw a bunch of other crap spin up. Wojak and uh, Bob is another one I saw and other crap is spinning up. And the unfortunate truth, and I've said this before, the reason why the market cap's not moving, it's actually moving down a little bit, but it's not moving where you think. We're not getting new money into cryptocurrency. And I want to take today's episode. I've got a couple of news bits, but I want to take today's episode to clarify the importance of new money because it's, if you're a gambler and you want to gamble on what's out there, I celebrate you. I'm saying that to me, we need to value new money because we've not enticed new money into cryptocurrency even now. And I've been covering this now coming up on two years and we still have not been able to entice new money into cryptocurrency at a sustained level. That's the reason we're not at the bull yet, because we need to have new money right now. What's happening is money is simply shifting from one project to another. Some money is was sitting in, sitting in SHIB and it gets shifted over to this garbage. Some money is in SHIB and it shifts to Doge when Elon tweets about it. Money, it's the same money though. You're just shifting it from one to A to B. There are influencers who will openly admit, like with Luna Classic, they're basically shifting money between Luna Classic and UST. So if we accept what I'm saying is the truth, which is we are not getting new money and we can say, we can say this with confidence because the overall market cap of cryptocurrency has not increased to any significant degree. If we accept what I'm saying is the truth, it means we're not at the bull yet. And even if we do go on a run, we can't sustain it because it's just money shifting from left to right. It's not increasing the amount that's coming in. And the amount that's flowed out has stayed out. We've not enticed those people back in. That's why Ethereum is still beneath $2,000, whereas it should be somewhere close to six. So I am challenging anybody listening to my show. And by the way, welcome. Thank you for being you. I'm challenging anybody listening to my show. Hold me accountable. I want you to. I want you to hold me accountable for what I just said to you because I firmly believe it. I firmly believe we need more new money back in cryptocurrency so that we can move this thing forward. And I firmly believe that we have not enticed those people back in that left as the reason why we're down. 
I believe that until we get to that point, we're just going to be hovering in the same position because money's just shifting from left to right. I challenge you to hold me accountable to see if I get it wrong. But if I get it right, you come back, give my credit. But I'm, I'm asking you to hold me accountable. That's why I record it because I'll just share what I think and kind of go from there. So now I got a couple of news bits, nothing major, just a couple of different things. Some media outlets started talking about a person who apparently, I, I, I don't think they're very notable, but apparently they were, they made a gamble. It's a gamble. They made a gamble on SHIB at one point. They made a gamble on Wojak at another point. And apparently these gambles were timed very well. And this person's been in SHIB since like the early beginning. And so that what they did is they bought SHIB apparently for just under hundred grand and then sold it for $1 billion. Still holds a bag of SHIB, made an extra $2 million on SHIB, then continued on this, on this garbage of Pepe, tossed 100,000 at that one, tossed, uh, I think it was like 60 grand or whatever at this Wojak crap, made some money off of both of these when they ran up. But I want to put in perspective here. When you see these articles talking about, hey, this person made a millionaire, do, 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 it is rare that a person can put in less than $5,000 and be super wealthy after the fact. So these people, if you got $100,000 free that you can gamble on crap, more power to you. The regular investor doesn't have that kind of money to throw at crap. I certainly don't. And even if I did, I wouldn't throw it at crap. I'd throw it at something solid. But I give this person all the respect in the world because they are they won, right? They made money. They were able to make a lot of good money off of it. Now, nobody knows what's going to happen with these garbages, and there's more of these garbages spinning up, and that's the byproduct is more garbages spin up, which increases the risk that you get taken for a ride. You get ripped off because that's what they're counting on. They're counting on your FOMO. They're counting on you to see the green candle of Pepe and say, well, all these other ones spun up and they're early so I can get in there and make some money. And then they rug pull it and take your money. It's, it's, that's the game. That, this happened way back. It's happened year over year. So I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money. I will tell you there are a lot of so-called influencers shilling this various crap. And so I will call to action. Be mindful of the YouTubers who are shilling crap and you know it's crap because they, they want you to make some money. You could make some money, and if you are a gambler, openly, admittedly so, I celebrate you this. But if you're not a gambler, and you really are you very risk-averse, just consider in your mind whether you're being set off and you're being triggered to do a thing. Just consider it. That's all I'm saying. I can't tell you what to do with your money. If you want to do it, by all means, I simply don't think it's the right answer, at least not for me, and it's not something I would advocate. You will never hear me do so. So then, I gave an update on a past episode from Kanye West, where he was trashing NFTs. He basically said, I'm all about real-world problems. I don't want to hear about your NFT crap. And he got some flack for it. Recently, Gwyneth Paltrow came out, and she didn't do the same, but it might as well be the same, of don't want anything to do with these NFTs. We've got nothing to do with NFTs. There's too much risk. There's too much uncertainty. The regulatory situation is not stable. I'm not doing this. This is a compolar opposite. We got in Hollywood now a split right down the middle. You got some celebs that are all in on this crap. I'm talking crypto in general and shilling garbage like Matt Damon, for example. 
And the, I, and Matt Damon, he came out and he said, you know, I, I only took this crap for the crypto.com because I wanted the money from my nonprofit so that we could help with the, you know, the clean water and, and sanitation things. And then Shaq basketball, Shaq came out and said, oh, you know, I was just a sp- I was just a spokesperson. I didn't promote anything. I was just quoting off a script. But then on the other half, you got the Kanye's and the Gwyneth Paltrow's of the world who are like, no, screw this. I'm not involved in this crap. I am not having anything to do with this. I will not have anything to do with this. <laughs> I refuse. So it's an interesting time in Hollywood. I believe it's good to flesh out the crap, especially with celebrities, because think about it. Not every celebrity is super wealthy, by the way, but think about this. Celebrities have a platform. Celebrities have influence. Celebrities are able to influence people. Unfortunately, I wish they wouldn't, but they can't. And when they influence people, it wrecks people, regular people who work hard for their money. Again, if it's your choice to gamble, that's different than if you're influenced to do it. That's where I draw a line. I have no problem with people who personally decide I am going to risk it. I am a gambler. I'm going to roll the dice and see what happens. I respect those people. I would simply say, don't YOLO into it. Don't toss everything. Toss what you can afford to lose because it's probably a better bet that you're going to lose it. But I have no problems with people that choose to do it. I have an issue with people who are influenced to do it by anybody. And I always will. Always have, always will. On the previous episode, I talked about crypto mining and how they're trying to increase taxes on crypto mining and how they're trying to lock stuff down. And I said, I actually talked on our casual talk radio show. I talked about taxes and this debt ceiling that's happening and shutdowns and how the government can't seem to pay its bills. And it's basically a giant credit limit and all this crap and they shut down all this. I talked about this. And one of this is Joe Biden trying to add taxes on crypto mining because of energy uses do, do, do. But I also said as part of the tax conversation, what used to happen is that the states would be involved and largely responsible for overseeing some of this stuff. We've seen a number of states come out and in support of crypto mining because they want to entice those people to come to the state. Most of these states are states where nobody really wanted to live otherwise. Montana, Wyoming, uh, South Dakota. These are places nobody really wants to live because they have either crap weather or whatever. And so they do this to entice people to go there. Montana recently, the governor signed a pro-crypto mining bill into law very recently, trying to revise the laws saying that you cannot have different rates for farms that mine. You can't charge them more money because they mine cryptocurrency and you cannot have taxation on crypto for payments. So this is huge. I wish more states would do it, but they won't, but it's huge. The reason it's huge is because when you have a state that steps forward and basically says it's a level playing field, we need to treat this as anything else that we would charge. We need to tax it like anything else that we would tax, but we should not be a disincentive for this activity. Reason number one, jobs. If you support it, you are helping to create jobs. There are certain in the current government who don't like the type of jobs because they contradict the Greta Thunbergs of the world, but you are creating jobs, very necessary jobs. Number two, the energy, the waste energy I refer to, the waste energy from crypto mining can actually be reused. It can actually be used for other purposes if it's done correctly. In other words, if you work with these people and you actually learn to reuse it, you might actually turn into something. Three, 
Some of them can actually use, quote, clean, not really clean, but you know what I'm saying, sources of energy to do what they're doing. Solar can be used as partial source. It can't be full, but partial sources. This can increase the advocacy. This can increase the adoption. This can increase welcoming of these sources at a faster pace because there's now demand in the form of increased energy use and those that support it as a form of energy or at least supplemental energy. So I think it's good for at least one state to step forward and simply drop all the boundaries, drop all the barriers and get it to where it's a fully supported something. I think it's good. I am disappointed because I already know no other state's going to do this at all. They're going to fight it left and right. I do think, I do think certain states where nobody wants to live will eventually get on board, but it's going to take a long time. Uh, Arkansas is one of them. Uh, Missouri is one of them. So these are states where nobody really wants to live. They're like retirement states. Think of it that way. So anything that's that, but then the downside, and I know this type of family in Arkansas, for sure. The downside is, of course, technology. In order to support this, you got to have to upgrade your infrastructure and you may have to increase the pace of things. And as more people are enticed to go there, the prices of homes are going to go up. Right now, I can tell the story about my, my great aunt's house, which is currently in decline. But at the time, it was valued at like $20,000. You could buy the darn thing on a credit card. It's, the prices of things are low because nobody wants to live there because it was really kind of a retirement. It's, it's near where like the, the military bases, the older military bases and everything. So when people would be out of service, that's where they would go. It's like parts of or, uh, Oklahoma, parts of Arkansas and other places in the South. That's where you would go to basically after you retire. It wasn't like it's Mecca, like California, where everybody would rush to or Nevada, where everybody rushed to. It's a different world. And so this opens up more doors to entice people that would otherwise not go there. Because I certainly wasn't going to go to Arkansas as an example. <laughs> but now seeing that there's an embracing of this, it might open up opportunities to improve the state and get people because right now, let's be honest, the West Coast is all screwed. So if we can fix that by getting people out of there to make them desperate to fix their jacked up stuff, I think it wins for everybody. The last thing I'll say in closing here, the big picture on cryptocurrency right now is we are not in a bull run. We are seeing certain select tokens where people are buying into garbage. I think it's a select few people. I think most people are just simply dumping one crypto to another. I don't think we have new money flowing in. Since we don't have new money flowing in, it cannot be a bull run by definition. And I don't think we're at a win point yet. It doesn't mean you can't make some money. But the core coins are suffering a little bit at the moment because this money shift it has to die down. It's up to you if you want to get into the garbage. I'm not telling you what to do with your money. I am telling you it's temporary, this shift. At some point, they're going to get tired of it. Meme coins will always be a thing. But I do think that the core, that's where money's going to go back at some point when people are more confident. They're going to go back to the Bitcoins and the Ethereums of the world. And when you see that rush back, everything's going to go up except the true garbage that's out there because they're paired as liquidity. So there's always money to be made. It's up to you which way you want to go. I'm simply saying that what you're seeing right now are blips around a few select coins that people are kind of just FOMOing into because everybody else is buying and they figure they want to win. And certain, a very small, slim minority are winning big. Everybody else is winning a little. I challenge anybody to say that that's not the definition of gambling, which is okay. As long as they admit that they're gamblers, I have no problem with it. 
That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.